when you were going to or from London, did you happen to do high knees in the aisles? I have to, but that's a medical problem. That's not because I'm crazy like Russell Wilson. There you go. I got a look, man. I got a, I got a, I got a little like I got a, I got. I mean, to be straight up, I got like a very minor blood disease called flat factor five Leiden. It's a hereditary thing, genetic thing, and did, uh, did it, not know this. Basically, makes it easier to get blood clots. So, um, so you're um, not even joking. You, you do, you do have to move around and get your. Get I your did do high knees on a plane. I didn't move. Oh, damn it. No, I should be, but I didn't move. So, um, how long's that yeah. flight? Uh, about nine hours. Eight, or actually, no, more like 10, more like 10. But on the way up there, it's more about sleeping. But on the way back, we left at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, really, it's more just drinking. I mean, you're just taking a flight really where you're just up because you don't want to sleep yeah. in the afternoon. You kind of you got to get into the flow of things. So like I just watched, I don't know, maybe like six movies on the way back. It was a lot. Damn. Which movies? A lot of horror. Uh, scream. Get out. Black phone. Did you, you want to just scream on planes? I don't know. I feel comfortable watching horror movies on planes compared to anywhere else. I kind of forget about them when I get it's off. Because cause you're with a bunch of people. Yeah, because I'm with a bunch of people, so I'm not that scared. So it's like I'm more comfortable <laughs> watching horror movies on planes, I guess. I watched yeah. it, too, the last time I went to Texas, too. Wow. Wow. I didn't really notice the pattern. How about that? Yeah, that is weird. I would have figured you watched, like, you know, a bunch of British movies, Johnny English. Monty Python. They did have a British section because I rode British Airways. So they had uh, like they had the movies split into categories. So they had like the British ones. Um, didn't watch any of those, though. Watched Groundhog Day on the way up. That was fun. Solid movie. I haven't seen that in a while. Like solo. Watch that in during the pandemic. And that uh, kind of was a good theme for what was going on back then. Anyway, right? it still holds up. Yeah, great movie. Anyway. Yeah. Welcome to Just Your Opinion, man. Steven Langford is back. Uh, just a pregame show, man, for the Sunday edition. And uh, Steven, uh, you haven't missed too much. You've been gone for, what, like a week and a half, two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks of not really been able to watch football. It's kind of like I, I was back on the Sunday, but um, but I was driving back from L.A., so didn't really have like a – actually, I was I was going back and forth with the Raider and, and Niner game. They didn't have it uh, – What's it called? Like on the way up, they don't have the when I'm watching like live on YouTube yeah. TV or Hulu or something, they don't have it so that you can watch it in their location in their area. So they had exactly. like Chargers Seahawks, I think, going up on on the on the Sunday. I think it was Chargers Seahawks or something else. But yeah, no, it was. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so funnily you... enough, uh, didn't expect, Derek, that after two weeks that I'd be coming back to talking about a Sunday where. The Giants and the Seahawks are the two team is the one game where both teams actually have an over five hundred record. Pretty weird. How about that? And uh, considering we have games against the Packers and Bills today, and the Niners and uh, Rams, but uh, <laughs> Raiders crazy. Raiders do get a win. Uh, they're two and four, and honestly, in this weird NFL right now, it's anybody's uh, league right now, with the exception of the undefeated Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, a lot of shitty teams. Um, and I asked Alon this. Uh, last podcast. Uh, do you think we're getting good football right now, Stephen? Um. Well, see, I don't know what I'd categorize as good football. You know. Well, let me let me be completely honest and blunt with you. For years now, you and I have argued about whether or not games, like if there's a bad football game, right? 
And I always argue with you to no, of course not. There can never be a bad football game. It's football. We always we wait for it all season long. And then when it's here, we should just shut up and enjoy it. I got to be completely honest that I said this last podcast. I think we're getting bad products right now. I don't know what it is with the amount of turnover that happened in the offseason. So many quarterbacks changing teams. The only good teams in football right now, I would say, are the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. And those are the ones that are the most productive on offense. I think we're just, I don't know what it is right now. Maybe it's the lack of preseason play or just the lack of practice and training camps, whatever you decide. We're getting bad football, in my opinion. Uh, maybe it's because, like, like here's kind of my theory on it. Because I think this is isn't since like 1970. Isn't this like the the season where there's been the most one score games or something like that? Coming, I've toward, not seen that stat, but I wouldn't be surprised. Coming toward the end, like, I don't, you know, thinking about that question, I kind of think of Kyle Shanahan, right, and how he's whatever that crazy stat is one in 30 when down by three in the fourth quarter or whatever it is. Like I've seen multiple numbers either way. It's one win. It's anywhere ranging from 27 to 30. I've seen it all over the place. (laughs) Like, I don't know which one's accurate. Um, But like maybe just that style of coach is one that doesn't necessarily know how to coach when their team goes down like two scores. Maybe this is the because, you know, Kyle Shanahan, with all the grief that he gets, a lot of 49er fans forget that he kind of set trends when it comes to play calling and play design and everything. And maybe this is the type of trend that he set where it's like a bunch of these newer coaches who have who are a part of that era. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a situation where they're a lot like Kyle Shanahan and it doesn't seem like they know how to coach when they uh, when they get down a couple of scores. That could be the case. I think it's also just a product of what Kyle Shanahan has with his offense. And speaking sure. of his offense, we'll it's talk just about a, it. It's just a theory. I don't, I don't really, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of something. It's just a kind of a theory, you know? Well, I'm here to shit all over your theory, but um, <laughs> no, I mean. Welcome back. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think we're just getting bad quarterback play, to be completely honest. Mm. I think there's only a few good quarterbacks that are playing well this season. I think a lot of it has to deal with the fact that Guys change teams. Russell Wilson's not playing well. And then speaking of London, we got a game going on right now with oh, the Jags right. and Broncos. You didn't wake up and put it on, Steven? No, I did not. No, but I got the I'm gonna watch the second half though. I'm 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 curious. Well, j- just to give a quick update, the Broncos are or the Jaguars are leading 10 to 7 right now as we're in the second half. Was anybody hyped for this game in London or just in general? You were there for a week and a half, Steven. Do London fans care about football? Uh, I didn't really get a gauge on it, if I'm being 100%. No, um, fair enough. I didn't go to the areas of London where they have, like, NFL bars and stuff. Like, I was going there when... Oh, they have NFL bars? Yeah, they have some where they're kind of dedicated to it. Like, I remember there was, like, a strip of, uh, like, a, like, a road where the tourists go. Um, there, where they, were, they had, like, the flags that had the NFL flags going along. You know, like, the, yeah. the ones that you put along a city and stuff. And they had a couple of bars dedicated to it. Uh, I didn't really pass by that area. The only time I was in London, I was only in really in the in the heart of London like twice. And um, yeah, the only times was when like Manchester City and Liverpool were playing. So those were really the only that's really as excited as I saw sports fans get out there. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I had a good gauge on it. Like it, it, it was funny. Um, the guy I know from the 49ers, uh, the guy who works for the team engagement, Nick, who yeah. used to be my roommate, he um we're getting on the flight right 
uh, to London or to London. And I knew that he was going to be in the area. He was going to be going to Leeds because the 49ers and Leeds have some sort of partnership. I think Jed York owns part of Leeds United or something. And uh, anyway, there, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. But he was going to be there in Leeds. And I thought he was going to leave a couple of days later. And as we get up to board onto the plane, we just see him walking right by and he's getting onto the same flight that we're getting onto. Uh, so small world. He posted a bunch of pictures, though, and the 49er fan contingent out there prior to that game against the Falcons like that was it was pretty it was it was pretty large out there. So I'm not going to act like I know. And just to, you know, make a two minute answer one second. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> that was Sorry. Look, I mean, I've been on a podcast in a while. OK, I haven't had a chance to talk extensively. Hey, enough, hey, hey, it's all good. All good. Uh, but yeah, back to Chris my point. Just, what's up? I'm like Chris Broussard. I just keep on going. Yeah, you do. You don't <laughs> want to shut up, Chris. Um, so quarterback play of the new quarterbacks. They're changing teams this season. Russell Wilson not playing well this season. Matt Ryan actually getting benched for Sam Ellinger, which uh, that one is shocking to me. That's crazy. Um, uh, who else changed? Uh, Carson Wentz uh, not playing well, kind of. He's also been injured, so he'll be out for the next four weeks. For sure. And then we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. Um, that's another case in its own. But, yeah, just just a lot of poor offense, a lot of – Poor quarterback play, in my opinion, and yeah, it's just—it's honestly, we're still going to watch football regardless. But I just think that it's been uh, kind of a mediocre product this season. Do you think that the college product is better? If you're watching a, if you're being a guy watching college football, do you think the college product is better? Mm, it depends on what style of football you like. If you like NFL, then this probably is disappointing. Like college football, I love and I love slash hate it. Like there's there's certain games that I really enjoy, but there's also like. Tennessee and Alabama that was a couple weeks ago that was 52 to 49 where I'm like ugh mm. that's a lot of points it's exciting and fun but at the same time like the college defenses are not as good as NFL defenses and you know I think it's perfectly clear that every year like whenever a team is winless they always say like oh would the best team of college football would Alabama beat them the answer always should be no but I think that's the case more than ever now is just how much parity that's in the NFL like regardless like there's so many different, so many crazy outcomes. Like I, I you could never have told me beforehand that the Bears were going to beat the Patriots last week. I, I, Stephen, I got five games right last week. Five out of how many ever there was, and I, I, I don't know. Like yeah, and I, I was picking all by myself because Alon uh, let me let me uh, high and dry last week. I was solo dolo on the podcast. Really? Yeah. So I'm not going to even go over my picks for last week because it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I only got five right. Um, and it's just been a weird NFL season. I have no idea which teams are good, which teams are bad, with the exception of, you know, the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. And I think there's a few good teams that are, you know, three and four, four, whatever, you know, five, rec- 500 records that are still fine right now, mm. but just a weird, weird season. So yeah, yeah, hard to gauge. No, you're right. And I don't know. I mean, like as far as like coaches too, um, I keep on going back to the coaches, maybe the coaching decisions. I don't know. Like, that could be the case. Like, you know what? One thing I didn't notice yesterday, I was watching uh, Penn State and Michigan. No, sorry. Penn State and um, shit. Who are they playing? Penn State and Ohio State. And they don't go for two. There was a, there was a point in the game where I think Ohio State went up, excuse me, 23 to 21. Whew. It's early. Yeah. Um, and they didn't go for two. Um, 
like a lot of NFL teams would to go up by three. It's a different mentality in college football where you don't do the same things. You don't go forward on fourth and whatever. Right. You punt, you kick field goals. And no one's complaining in college football that people are being too conservative when it comes to play calling. So I think, you know, maybe the NFL is getting a little too aggressive and trying to, you know, overthink things and too analytical. Well, maybe it just should be kick a field goal, you know, or punt or whatever the hell. Yeah, giving teams a chance to come back into the game. And you know what? That's maybe why that's why the Giants are thriving thriving right now, right? Don't aren't they a team that like that really a majority of their wins have come have been comebacks in the fourth quarter? Like if there's yeah. any team to watch in the fourth quarter, it's going to be the New York Giants. Maybe it's because they've been able to take advantage of it. No, you're right. And uh, I mean, I haven't really watched these past couple of weeks too much. I think last week I watched uh, last week I watched Cowboys Lions till we had to leave. Um, so that was whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was nothing. Hopefully I, I picked the lions just to show you how bad my picks were last week. Yikes. Well, hopefully the lions bounce back today with Deandre Swift making a return, but, um, oh, damn it. He is. That's not good for my fantasy team. Fuck. Yeah. He's coming back. Oh, that's not Jamal good. For Williams. Fa- that's not good for your fantasy team, huh? No, there's a lot. That's not good for your fantasy team. Right my goal, here. Steven is to go, uh, winless, but never have to do an <laughs> apology video. Cause I got the lowest, uh, point total and have to chug a beer in the tickle my butthole league you still haven't gotten a win still haven't gotten a win (laughs) and you know what i could have back in week four when we were hanging out but sure enough you didn't remind me to put keenan allen or take keenan allen in my lineup and put romeo dobbs in i'll never forgive you for that oh it's a big it's a big matchup for me and the number two team in that league yeah Mm. by the way you and i i'm killing it this season no i I, i've noticed team wop um you and I tied before you left, and I still got to figure out how we're going to figure that out. We tied? Oh, the tie One week. Maker. Yeah. Okay. We'll, well figure it out. you can go double or nothing, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Why not? I got a few picks this week. You know? There you I go. got them ready. All right. Cool. By the way, so you, you missed quite a bit, but, well, you didn't miss too much, but you missed a few little nuggets while you were gone. Um, you missed the start of basketball season. Just uh, have you watched any Warriors games? See, that's the, that's... Well, of course I have, but um, that was like the most disappointing one to miss. Like missing an NFL week, like okay, you know, but missing opening night of basketball, I don't know. There's just something different about the opening night, the mystique around it. It's like I don't know. You feel you're feeling you're you're just ready for the start of the season, and then you get that game immediately. I don't know. Like the first game that I was able to really watch was. Warriors Nuggets on that Friday mm-hmm. and I'm tuning in and it's midway through like the second quarter and I'm just like man this is this is all right well seasons seasons began now all right yeah. here we go <laughs> like it's I don't know something about opening night I miss it yeah you know with how quick the turnaround is now I feel like you're not missing a lot yeah you missed ring night and everything and the guys getting you know uh you know their rings and what have you but it's also really early to in the season, so I, I I'm still focused on football. Well, well I know, but like like I'm but the the thing is, after opening night, it's the same thing with baseball. Like after opening day, you're kind of like, all right, now we're now these are really the games that don't matter. Let's just watch these teams try and grow. Like you know these these it, it doesn't really matter what these teams look like right now, but um through the first, gosh, what's it been now? seven games for the for the Warriors has it been six or seven I think it's seven um or six, six. or five no it's been six um after three their three. yeah 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 
after last night. But um, I mean, there's been some stuff to talk about, man. At least as far as far as like the balance of the team, the fact that they look totally different as opposed to previous championship defending teams where it's like you go into it and it's like, all right, you're expecting another championship. thought that was the case going into it this season, but man, we're going to have to give these young guys some time to really develop into championship caliber bench players. Here's what I'm going to say for this warrior season. I am not going to have any reaction with this team. If they start losing until we go to the playoffs. Yeah. I am. I've learned too much throughout the years it doesn't matter what seed they are. It doesn't matter how many games they lose at a certain point in the season. They'll be fine. This is yeah. what they do. Yes, the defense is not playing great right now. It. This is what they do. And as, sure. Aram, as Aram says here on the chat here, it's pre, it's still preseason. Opening night is Christmas. Facts. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year, it's, I think the – man, last year, if I'm trying to remember the point differentials, like the Warriors were beating the crap out of teams yeah. uh, in October and November and then a little bit of December, but then they started to peter out a little bit. Then they had that nice win over the Suns on Christmas Day. Yep. Then you get to January and February and all the injuries start happening, and then you get to March and you get to the postseason, they end up winning a championship. It looks like the Denver Broncos just took the lead thanks to Melvin Gordon on a touchdown. Oh, it looks like a. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Greg Dolchich is the one that set it up, though. The long haired ah, tight end guy. The rookie from yeah. UCLA, which may lead to a uh, trade for Albert O. And I can't say the rest of his name. Neither can Joe Buck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you and I picked that game yesterday. I took Denver uh, in the over 40 and a half. Jacksonville favored by two and a half. You took Jacksonville, the points and the over. So we'll see how this game. Turns out. Speaking of Boy. trades, before we talk about the games going on today, Stephen, you missed this big nugget. Christian McCaffrey uh, traded to the San Francisco 49ers, and I think you and I spoke before you left about the possibility of him being traded. We never thought it'd be the Niners. At least I didn't. I thought it'd be the Rams, Bills, Chiefs, what have you, and the Rams were in it, and then uh, it sounds like Christian McCaffrey just chose to be a 49er, which makes a hell of a lot of sense since he played in the Bay Area with Stanford. He, you know, has ties with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, his father, uh, Ed McCaffrey, played for Mike Shanahan. So it's a whole family affair. But your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey becoming a San Francisco 49er? I mean, his babysitter's his head coach. What could be better than that? That has been disputed. I, I guess Kyle has said, I think I remember babysitting him, but my sister probably did it. Nah, no, he babysitted him. He's just too All embarrassed right. to admit it. I'm going to think. I think so. Why, but why, why would that be embarrassing? Exactly. I don't know. These football guys are different. They have a they have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be known as a babysitter. He wants to known as like be known as the offensive assistant coach to you know the Broncos back in the- anyway. No, I don't know. Um. <laughs> uh. The trade itself. I mean, it's you're getting Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like like, like yeah. I don't. I don't really. Like, like uh, we talked about this with with trades like prior to the season when, you know, all the big ones were going down, when the Dolphins got Tyreek Hill, when, you know, the Raiders got Devontae Adams. I'm willing to hear, you know, the people say that maybe they gave up too much. You know, that's too much. That's too much draft equity. You don't want to be mortgaging your future in order to acquire a running back who gets hurt. Like, I'm I don't know. I'm willing to hear that stuff. But in the end. The 49ers have Christian McCaffrey and they have him with Kyle Shanahan as the play caller. Like, I don't really know how you can complain about that. To be honest with you, um, 
I still think the 49ers have a very good chance of winning the NFC. Like I really do, especially with this move. If he stays healthy, like that's like, I, I'm not going to be fooled by these past couple of weeks. They have not looked like a good team. Obviously that game against the Falcons. I didn't really watch uh, a ton of it. I caught the condensed game after the, the, the week after, and it just looked like the offense couldn't get going while the Falcons scored at opportunistic times. Whereas this game against the, uh, the chiefs, I mean, they just got their asses handed to them because yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a damn good quarterback and, you know, Charvarius Ward did not look like he was ready uh, to be back on the practice field. Nick Bosa was fooled on quite a few plays. Um, I, I'm, I'm still a believer in the 49ers, though, and I really think that they're going to do some damage when they make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, when they make the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt that they're making the playoffs this year. Mm. Even with Jimmy we- Garoppolo. Even with Jimmy Garoppolo and the way that the NFC is shaking out right now, like, like that defense, I still think is a good defense. Um, I agree. I'm curious to see what happens this week. Uh, I I think Jimmy Ward's moving to nickel corner, and in that position, you're gonna have he doesn't to guard. Sound happy about it? He does not sound happy about it, and you're gonna have to guard Cooper Cup a lot. Who would be happy in in having to guard Cooper Cup uh, a lot? <laughs> who would ha- who would be happy in doing that? Nobody. So, nobody. Back to the the back to the original take, though, is I think this is something that was kind of a necessity, seeing as all the injuries that have happened. And mm. I, I don't know. I, I I love the move. I mean, in the end, you have Christian McCaffrey on your team. There's not much to complain about until he possibly gets hurt. That is true. And the Niners, you know, have been injured a lot these past few seasons. It'll be Kyle well, Shanahan's fault if McCaffrey gets hurt, by the way. Kyle Shanahan's fault. Totally. 100%. All oh, Kyle yeah. Shanahan. Of course. He was, he was running him too much. Exactly. He, you're you're running a running back too much. He's more of a passing running back. He's more of a um, catch catching running back. You should have been having to catch passes. Go out, <laughs> go out to the flat and catch passes. What are you doing, Shanahan? <laughs> I do think that helps Jimmy Garoppolo immensely because his numbers this season going downfield have been abysmal. Um, I don't have Terrible. him in front of me, but um, he's one of the worst quarterbacks going down the field this season. So when you're able to dink and dunk with Christian McCaffrey, that's going to help you a lot. And I do think it's going to be beneficial for Debo Samuel because – Kyle Shanahan even said it himself a couple weeks ago that they become too predictable when it be, when it comes to Debo Samuel lining up at the backfield. If you have both guys lining up at the backfield, and I think they will do that, and you saw a little bit of that last week against the Chiefs, then they're able to do a lot more. And you saw a little bit last week as well. They lined him up at wide receiver. They were doing different handoffs. I think this offense could get really creative when it comes to incorporating uh, Christian McCaffrey. But at the same time, I do think that this offense goes as far as it can with Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, he's the quarterback, but whenever they, whenever someone makes a trade, a big NFL trade, there's, they always post those graphics where it's like Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Who's going to stop this offense? Well, the Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Like themselves. Yeah. Like it's, it's possible. Like, this team will only go as far as Jimmy Garoppolo as it has been in the past with the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game, just not making those little plays in the end to get them over the hump. But this could be the difference maker. Was it a necessity to get Christian McCaffrey? I say no. Um, their running game was fine with Jeff Wilson Jr., and I'm sure it'll be fine with Elijah, Elijah Mitchell when he comes back. But I'm sure Kyle Shanahan has always thought about getting a true number one running back. Like in years past, it's always been the no-name guys that he's able to make stars out of Raheem Mostert, Elijah Mitchell, who's a six-round pick. He tried to be Trey Sermon, but didn't pan out. There was always rumors about whether or not he wanted to get like a Saquon Barkley or a Christian McCaffrey, and now he has one. And obviously the best 
running back that Mike Shanahan ever had was Terrell Davis. And I'm, you know, they're totally different players, Terrell Davis to Christian McCaffrey, but you could see what this offense could become when you have, you know, it's one of the best running games in football, if not the best. And it could be even better when you have the likes of Christian McCaffrey. And that's one he, that's the thing he even mentioned when he did his opening press conference saying like, the reason I wanted to come here was because I love their style of running. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, you know, He's used, and he's going to be used a lot today because there is no Debo Samuel playing against the L.A. Rams. Right, and I mean, I'm curious to see how they use him if the Rams get up a couple of scores, like if the Rams score in their first two possessions, which probably isn't going to happen. Um, and it's not like we haven't seen the 49ers like come back before. It's it's not like we've never seen it happen in the beginning of a game. But I guess the question is what happens in the fourth quarter, because those numbers, that one win in the 27 or 28 losses, whatever it is, uh, that's glaring. Um, and as far as Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, to kind of uh, uh, to to anal- ano- what's the word I'm trying to look for here? Uh, trying to create an analogy here from my trip. Jimmy Garoppolo is like airplane food, you know, like what's need- the deal with Jimmy Garoppolo? You need it. It's it's going to do the job. But in the end, is it really what you needed to fulfill that flight to fulfill your hunger well no, it depends really. is it free or did you have to pay for it it was free it's fine it's not gonna be good i mean i mean if you free want food to, is free food if you want me to call jimmy garoppolo british airways food then that'd be just a oh boy as far as quarterbacks go like british <laughs> airways food is like mitch trubisky god just awful well what do they serve you beans uh, and mash they offered well the the on the way there it was like chicken and mashed potatoes and then like they also gave us breakfast and that breakfast was like oh god i don't even remember what the breakfast was it was like full english breakfast or frittata and uh <laughs> it was just terrible rubbery egg and the full english breakfast was like a sausage a mushroom some liquid scrambled eggs and oh it was just awful did but they yeah. serve uh, english muffins which what they call in england muffins no they did not okay they did not serve that <laughs> but uh um yeah jimmy garoppolo is just airplane food dude that's really what he is <laughs> like he, 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 he gets you through it you know you need yeah. it it's not going to satisfy you but you know what it's necessary that's what he yeah. is that that actually is pretty good. That's actually one of the best analogies I've heard for, for Jimmy Garoppolo quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, well, crumpets, dude. So we had these. Uh, Aram's asking crumpets, dude. We had these. Uh, we had these. Um, what are crumpets? Uh, I'd besides say... the fact that Little Miss Muffet sat in her tuffet eating them. <laughs> they're uh, they're really just. What I'd say is they're kind of like pancakes and an English muffin mixed together, although that's like that's a little mm, it, they're a little tougher though. But they're good. They they like when you put butter on them, the butter seeps through. Delicious. Oh, delicious! I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Crumpets. Yeah. yeah, love crumpets. If you haven't tried crumpets, I recommend you do. You can go to your local Cost Plus, or you can go to your local Trader Joe's. Well, there you, you go. Trader there's Joe's the, in Oakland. Yeah. Nice. All right. I go to your I local Trader so. Joe's. There's there, there's also a, a Whole Foods right next to me, but that one that one's a little expensive. I don't know about the Whole Foods. I don't know if they have crumpets. They probably do. Whole Foods is a little, uh, you know, too affluent for my taste. Aram's asking, did you have spotted dick? No spotted dick. No, no spotted dick. No dessert foods uh, at the on the trip. A lot of uh, 
I had Domino's like twice. They have Domino's had, in London? Yeah, they love their Domino's over there. Um, we had... What's pizza like in London? Uh, pizza is kind of the same. Um, but uh, the KFC, we also had KFC too. Uh, <laughs> KFC in London is Real, a lot... Re, 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 very, very authentic foods. Oh, no, it's a lot better. KFC in, in European countries is much better because I actually Why just learned this because of the oil that they use, Derek. Mm. Apparently, like we use uh, we use oils in our fast food restaurants that don't include like trans fats. Mm-hmm. So really, they're technically better for you over here. But over there, they use that oil that we're not allowed to. So the food tastes a lot better there. Interesting. And, yeah, the chicken's a lot better. I was it's it's amazing. So if you go to England, go get some KFC. Did you go to McDonald's or uh... went to McDonald's? Yep, the did, final did you, night. Did you have a Royale with cheese? Didn't have a Royale with cheese. I had just the double cheeseburger. Like I don't know, their 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 McDonald's isn't as good. I'll say that. I don't know why the McDonald's was not as good. Do they put mayonnaise on their fries? No. John Travolta is a liar. Actually, oh, yeah. he went to uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that France? Uh, whatever it was, I watched yeah. it a couple weeks ago. I can't even remember what the. And then, was. Uh, but no, we had you know we had the classic like fish and chips and stuff where oh, uh, they have this, chips. They have this curry sauce that they give with yeah. the fish and chips. Oh, unbelievable! Nice, unbelievable. Back to football, real quick. <laughs> um, so yeah, big trade with uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, and then a couple days later, uh, or about a week later, um, remember when I gave you my moves that would happen in training camp like a list of like things that i thought was going to happen like jimmy garoppolo getting traded to the browns julio jones going to the colts or whatever i got all those wrong right and one of them i said was i was waiting for um in the future i thought odell was going to sign back with the rams which he very well could and then i also said i thought robert quinn was going to be traded at the deadline to the rams well it wasn't the rams and I thought they were going to get him because they know him from the past. And they've, oh, you know, the rumor is they want to do the same type of move they did a year ago by getting Von Miller at the deadline, getting another pass rusher to team up with Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. And I guess the Rams just thought that Robert Quinn was a little too old for their liking. Instead, the Eagles pick up Robert Quinn. And I think that's a huge move to go with a already stacked defensive line with the likes of Brandon Graham. You got Fletcher Cox. They got Hassan Reddick in the offseason. So getting Robert Quinn, I think, just makes them even better. And now you're hearing also that Christian McCaffrey gets traded, and it sounds like Alvin Kamara could be available in a trade uh, after today's game against the Raiders. If So this this, this is the rumor. And uh, Albert Breer wrote this uh, yesterday in his, oh. uh, in his one of his pieces about all the guys that could be traded at the deadline. Uh-huh. He believes that the Eagles could be in on Alva Kamara if the Eagles are willing to give the, the New Orleans Saints their first-round pick back that they traded away this offseason during the draft. Now, I don't know if Alva Kamara is worth a first-round pick. Now, Ian Rappaport this morning did say that it doesn't have to be a first-round pick. The Saints could be willing to let Alva Kamara go if they get a Christian McCaffrey trade package back. Mm-hmm. Now, the Eagles are in a kind of a weird situation where they have two first-round picks. So they could theoretically give one away and still be fine. However, I do believe they want two first-round picks next season for the draft because 
they have all this talent this season. And what's the huge, what's the big question mark that everybody has with them going forward? Jalen Hurts. If they get to the playoffs and they're a good team, but Jalen Hurts is not cutting it, right? I would not be the least bit surprised that they want to make a move by getting another quarterback or drafting a quarterback. And in order to move up in a draft these days, you need two first round picks in order to do that. So I do believe that Harry Roseman doesn't want to give up a first round pick, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he's going to trade everything else he has to get Alvin Kamara or the Rams who gave, were willing to give up a shit ton to get Christian McCaffrey. They were offering future round draft picks and they were willing to offer Cam Akers who I guess could return to the Rams if he's not traded by Tuesday. Boy, a lot of stuff is going on right now. I know I'm, it's all over the place. Kareem Hunt is also on the table for the Rams. He's playing tomorrow. Um, so that could be his last game as a Cleveland Brown. You're also hearing who else is on the table here. I just wrote all these names down. Bradley Chubb is playing in a game right now, and supposedly he could be traded after today's game. Yeah. Brian Burns, um, defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. So apparently, I'm reading an Albert Breer's uh, column yesterday. He says he points out that the Rams have only first round picks in 2024 and 2025. And then right after that, he says they made an substantial offer to the Carolina Panthers. And then you hear that Adam Schefter a week ago said that the Carolina Panthers were offered two first round picks for Brian Burns and turned it down. So just doing my investigative reporting, it sounds like the Rams offered the Panthers a first round pick in the 2024 draft and the 2025 draft. And the Panthers said no, which to me, it's kind of crazy because I know those picks are down the line, but those are two first-round picks. But also, if you want to build your team up, you got to hold on to guys like Brian Burns. So I get that as well. Anyway, long story short, there's a ton of names being thrown out there for the trade deadline. Every year we hear this shit, and then sometimes nothing happens. Like right. NFL trade deadline is not as active as the MLB trade deadline or the NBA trade deadline because you don't just swap players. That's what usually it is in the NBA or MLB. Right. In the NFL, there's a lot of draft picks that take place. So, yeah. Stephen, just with all the stuff I just threw at you, do you think anything happens? Are you intrigued by any of these trades? What are your thoughts when we get to the trade deadline come Tuesday? Well, no, the Brian Burns one I'm intrigued with. The Alvin Kamara one, not really. Like, I don't – what happened to him? I, I haven't really watched a lot of Saints football. I'm not going to lie. Like, I haven't paid attention too much to it, I guess. And, like, I, I think, haven't heard of Alvin Kamara's name too much. I think it's kind of like Christian McCaffrey where he's been overused. He is, uh, you know, a running back that catches a lot of passes. Yeah. And I don't think they've used him properly in New Orleans. I, you know, I don't understand why they don't throw to him more. Kind of like the, why I don't think the Green Bay Packers are using Aaron Jones the way that he should be used. He also has been injured. Also, Side note, if you trade for Alvin Kamara, you better be expecting him to be suspended next season because he got into that fight during the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas last year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so the Kamara one, not really. I guess it has to do with Sean Payton also leaving as a head coach and yes. not being there, too. That's a, that's a big part of it. Dennis Allen. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Revenge game. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that today. Jesus. <laughs> um, well, it's not the first time that Allen's coached against the Raiders, though, as a head coach of another team. Like, this is... I think the second time this has happened. When is he? When is he coached again? Just kidding. That's a lie. This yeah. is the first time as a head coach. Um, I'm spitting misinformation. Um, but the Brian Burns one, I'm intrigued with. Like with teams like the Panthers, I would be shocked if they didn't. Because what is the point of trading McCaffrey then if you're not going to do like a full rebuild? 
Like if you're not just going to try and acquire as many draft picks as you can, and then just completely try to build your team back up. I mean, I know Burns is like a type of edge rusher that you can build your team around, but by the time that your team is contending again, which for the Panthers is going to be quite a while, they still got to find a quarterback. I mean, their run game was fine last week. Actually very curious to see what their run game looks like today uh, with Hubbard and, and Foreman, because they did, they were just fine last week against the Buccaneers, but um it was last week against the Buccaneers, right? I'm not getting my weeks mixed up. Yes, you are correct. Yes, okay. Then the yeah, short week, Buccaneers stunk Thursday. Yeah, okay. Thursday night, yeah. Um but uh I don't know. Maybe they they need one more game and maybe they're just like, "Oh, well, without Christian McCaffrey, we're a better offense. We're going to keep Brian Burns. We're going to keep these two at running back. We just need to find a quarterback now. We don't need to acquire all these draft picks." Uh that one I'm intrigued with. Um but I also wonder if like I wonder if the Niners or the Raiders are going to trade for anybody. I'm curious to see if they trade for anyone at tight end because they're starting to get, you know, kind of hurt in that area. Darren Waller again, out. Um, Very curious to see if they get anyone up the middle. Like they need someone on that defensive line because they're not getting any pass rush at all from the interior. Like you're not supposed to. Majority of those guys are playing the technique where it's just like, you're supposed to be run stuffers, which is fine. But at the same time, I also want a defensive tackle who can maybe get to the quarterback, someone else besides Max Crosby. Jones on the other end, he's not really cutting it right now. Like he's been okay, but like he needs to actually get a sack, which would be great. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. I don't know if they make any moves, but uh, who are the other big ones that were supposed to be? I mean, the Robert Quinn to the Eagles thing is huge. Yeah, like, I, like that's the type of thing that they're getting ready for the playoffs right there. That's the, that's the one trade there, but I I don't really know about anything else that's going on because I don't pay attention to the NFL trade deadline too much. As you said, not much happens like in the end, after all this talk, not a lot goes down. I, I hate this time of year and I hate during the free agency frenzy because this is when I come, I become addicted to my phone and right. You know, Twitter is disgusting these days but uh this is this is where i do watch you know what ian rapport says what i'm Schefter says because I, I get sucked in and i hate it because most of the time of the trade deadline most of the stuff that's being rumored do, does not happen but who knows these days this off season was the craziest i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. so who's to say that we don't get a plethora of trades come the next two days i think the rams are going to make another big move um, it sounds like Brian Burns can't be had with what they have as far as draft capital. So I think that's off the table. Bradley Chubb could be a possibility. Another guy that's playing in a game today, Josh Allen or playing in the game right now, Josh Allen for the, uh, the Jaguars, the pass rusher heard he's a possibility as well, but that's a guy I think you would also want to keep as well. Um, then other names that have been thrown out there, uh, wide receiver, Chase Claypool, Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, all named as possible draft um, or trade uh, deadline guys. Brandon Cooks, I understand, even though his contract's kind of steep. Uh, Chase Claypool, you could take or leave him. Um, I think he's, you know, could be a great talent on paper, but then he does the shit like, you know, he did it like a year ago in Minnesota with the, you know, fourth doing down. the first down thing. It was, yeah, fourth down, screwing that whole thing up. So we'll see what happens. I honestly have no idea. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to say that Alan Kamara probably does not get traded because I think it's just too much with too little time. Um, I do think Kareem Hunt will be traded tomorrow mm-hmm. or Tuesday because he plays on Monday. Um, and if the Rams were serious about getting Christian McCaffrey, then I think Kareem Hunt's 
not as good, but similar and could cost you a lot less. Kareem Hunt's the type of back where it's like if he if it was anybody else besides Nick Chubb, who was the number one running back on that team, you'd yes. feel like Hunt has a pretty good chance of being the number one running back on a lot of teams. So I agree with you. I think Hunt's going to go somewhere. The Rams are a real possibility, but man, you just keep trading away everything everything for every single player but i could easily see that making that move and you know what the, the name that the name that intrigued me too um that you mentioned was jerry judy like we haven't seen him play to his potential yet uh Scored he a touchdown of, this morning he was one of those guys where it's like you thought he was going to be among you know the cd lambs and the henry rugs you thought judy was like the sure thing um but he hasn't really played with a, a quarterback who is actually good i mean he's played with what Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and then Russell Wilson. Like <laughs> it's not exactly the who's who of quarterbacks. If he gets traded to a contender, that'd be a, that'd be a curious one, man. That'd be one that can really help your team. Kind of like, uh, kind of like the Rams with like Odell Beckham, you know, that's a, I think that could be a big one. It could be. And you would think that the name of the team that needs wide receiver help the most would be the green Bay Packers with how frustrated no Aaron Rodgers is. So we'll see if they make a play for wide receiver here. And Brandon Cook's name has been brought up with the Rams returning with them. So if that's the case, I would think that they're out on Odell Beckham. And the, the rumors are growing more and more that he's going to join the Bills, which that would be insane to me if he went to that team. Good Lord. I mean, that, 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 that just puts them over the top. They already got the best receiver in the NFL in Stephon Diggs. Well, one of the best. I mean, yeah. Justin Jefferson probably is right now. Maybe Jamar Chase. I don't know. But uh damn yeah that would really put them over the top are the jets in on anybody the jets are five and two jets are five and two they picked up james robinson um mm, that's for, right yeah, 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 yeah. Brees hall being out for the season which is just bad terrible because he was a very exciting player to watch and your offensive rookie of the year which now takes that out of the running Ooh, sorry steven i know right terrible but like <laughs> Brees hall was carrying my fantasy team it's brutal on my fantasy team i had javante williams and Brees hall uh as starters Damn, and, you, you you're the all uh, acl team jesus yes yes now they're all out so i'm i think i replaced i think i like rex burkhead as my number two running back right Ooh. now which stinks you kind of no one likes like no one likes short ball. Jesus, you took the words right out of my mouth, Stephen. Good Lord, I was about to say like you know, no one likes short bald guys, but there you go. There, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> By the way, I, I was telling Alon, uh, yeah, you you think I look like Brian Dayball and any bald guy that's brought up now these days? He goes, no, 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 no. no. He goes, I I look like Brian Dayball. Alon looks I, more like Brian Dayball than you look like Brian Dayball. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But you're all um, I had to work with, you know, like if I had another bald bearded guy, if I had, you know, in, in the room, I'd probably make that comparison too. damn. You were, you were just, uh, you're that prejudicing. It's bald people. I see not that prejudice. I'm giving you a compliment. Brian Dable's a very good looking individual. Well, thank you. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, I'll take the compliment. Okay. Uh, you brought up Darren Waller and he is out again today. And, um, this is alarming to me because I understand Hamstring injuries are no joke, but this is becoming a thing now with uh, Darren Waller where he is mostly off the field than on the field. And you sign him to a big contract, and I think the Raiders will be fine today. Uh, Devontae Adams sounds like he's going to play despite the fact that he's getting over some sick bug. Um, and Hunter Renfro's back, and Josh Jacobs has been playing fantastic. The offense runs through him right now, literally. But... Darren Waller's got to play, and he'll be fine, I guess. Like it, it was, it was close this morning, and they went, you know, with precaution. 
and he'll probably be a go next week. But we want to see this team, what they look like at full strength. And the run offense has been superb. I'm just waiting for the passing offense to go with it. Um, as they play today in New Orleans, uh, Andy Dalton gets the start once again. Uh, threw two pick sixes last week against the Cardinals, so we'll see how he plays today. And, of course, Boy. the last time the Raiders were in New Orleans, uh, it was the famous two-point conversion play with uh, Michael Crabtree. Ooh. Yeah, I remember being uh, on the board for that when your dad made that call. Little, little hot on the call, wouldn't you say? Peaking? Yeah, a little bit. A little too much. <laughs> a little too much. It was okay, though. It's fine. I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have any. I didn't have any say in it. I was just sitting back there listening. Um, uh, I famously tackled Chris Townsend to the ground to pick six when that happened. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was on my own. I was just like, whatever. I mean, that, that was the start of. Was that the? 2016 season. Yeah, so that was the beginning of Derek Carr's MVP campaign, MVP yes. type campaign that yes. year. Damn. Yes. God, that was a long time ago. I know. Um. So, uh, yeah, the Darren Waller thing's concerning, especially last year, considering he was out for a majority of the season with that hamstring injury. Um, after that Thanksgiving game, um, and it was the same thing before the season. Like he didn't even practice too much. So, uh, I agree. There's something there. Um, it is a little worrying, especially after their contract, but, um. You know, once he gets back, it's kind of it's still early in the season ish. I mean, you're like halfway through whatever. But, um, you know, all I need to do is see him play in the months of November and December. And then I'll then I'll save that that worryment to uh, till the end of the year if he doesn't end up playing. So I don't know. It, it is something to monitor, though. That's for sure. No, but yeah, but you mentioned it. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, like. This dude has been one of the three best running backs in the NFL uh, these past few weeks. Next to like, Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, probably. Yeah, he's right there. Like, this dude has been unbelievable, putting the team on his back. Like, I don't understand. They declined his fifth-year option. Okay, fine. You didn't really know what you were getting out of him, but I didn't expect to see this this form of Josh Jacobs where he just looks 100% healthy and he's just running over defenders. Like, he was doing that already, but now it's really, like, every play, it seems like he's running over somebody. Um, like, how do they not find a way to pay this dude now while his value is still just, it's it's really high right now. It's about, maybe it, is, it might be as high as it ever will be, what if, but what if he does better? <laughs> like, what if he keeps on setting career highs in, in rushing yards? It seems like he's doing that every game. Well, luckily, running backs don't make a ton of money, so you can figure that out in the offseason. Um, the Raiders would be dumb to let him go at this point. Um, right? Like, it's just, he's, he's he like, if that mic'd up thing of him this past week, like, do you see that with him I didn't. Up? I did not, actually. Dude, he went up to like the offensive line and, and and he's like dapping them up and he's basically saying like they make him look good and that he's got to buy them all dinner. Dinner's on me. Like this for all the things that have been said about Josh Jacobs, like as a running back, you know, whether he might be injury prone. Oh, he last year when they first started off with that win against the Ravens, the first touchdown he scored, he was limping off the field. Like, like I don't know about him health wise. For all the things that have been said there, nothing has ever been questioned about the guy's character maybe the one time that with that little incident that happened in vegas that once that one that one time but it was yeah you remember that but yeah uh, I, I thought you were talking about uh your black sports online report of him which one was that where he's got like uh what was it eight kids 
Oh, there was also that one. Um, but who cares about that? But, but despite that, very high character individual. Like, there's nobody that's ever said he's not a team player. Yeah, you know, of course. It's not like he's ever given up on, on on that team. Like, at the very least, like that mic'd up segment should should get McDaniel's and Ziggler thinking. All right, you know what? Maybe we should pay this dude. Maybe we I, should. But he's running like I a madman. So. It feels like every every play. It's like last game. It was pretty funny. It felt like he was getting just a lot of twelve yard gains, and then you look back at like his past few runs, and it was all twelve yards, twelve yards, thirteen yards, eleven yards. Like it, it didn't feel. It felt like he was in that vicinity the entire time. He's been unbelievable. No, he has been. But I, I think it would be a smart move on Judge Jacobs' part to wait till the off season to get his Probably. the full amount of money he could get. But I'm not worried about that. I think it's a good that, point. It does come down to the player too. You can't just be like, oh yeah, the team here, needs to pay take him. the money. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that they'll reward him in the off season, and um, yeah, he won't get a ton of money because that's not what running backs make these days. But he'll get paid as he should. I would love to see him though catch some passes eventually because we saw that in Alabama when he was, uh, you know, playing with Nick Saban. He he caught a lot of passes, and I I've yet to see him add that to his NFL game, which I I think that Josh Jacobs or Josh McDaniels would love because as we know with New England, he'd love to throw passes to guys like James White and Rex Burkhead so yeah the the unfortunate part is though is is that it feels like Amir Abdullah is kind of that premier pass catching running back out of that out of that running back room if there is any Zamir White not really that guy Brandon no. Bolden I don't know whenever he gets his opportunity he's only going to get a couple of carries per game but um, yeah I'd love to see them add it more um, to his repertoire because he can do it uh, maybe it's also just a case of you know, maybe the offensive line just isn't good enough to, you know, to to get out in space whenever they need him to run screen passes. I don't know what it is, but uh, man, the way that he's running, though, it's like it's just so fun to watch. It yeah. really is. He, no, he, it he is. runs with such just a he, he has like this demeanor of, look, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like he, he, he really does when he sees a defender. right? He's going to lower his shoulder and he's probably going to be the lower man because he's not that big a dude. So it's like the low man wins, as Lorenzo Neal always said. It's it's so fun to watch. He's running like uh, Kobe Bryant through Paul Gasol, if you've watched the Redeem team yet on Netflix. I haven't seen that, but someone brought that up to me yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. Watched it the other day. Uh, it is very good. Very well done. And um, honestly, one of the best sports documentaries I've seen. Okay. It is. It is really well done. I'll probably. I'll, I'll. I'll watch that tonight. Maybe. I don't know. We, I mean, there's too much. There's too much going on today. You got the. You got obviously the Raiders playing at ten. You got the Niners playing at one twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Formula One Mexico Grand Prix that's on at one o'clock. Then I think you got the. Do you have the Warriors playing too? Warriors are playing the Detroit Pistons later tonight. No World Series. They were smart enough to uh, avoid any NFL. Well, they'll deal with that tomorrow because Monday Night Football will go up against the World Series. But uh, World Series, yeah. come on, man! They start. They waited a week to start the World Series. Nobody they didn't wait to Stephen. They had to because of TV purposes, right? But that's annoying. I know it's annoying, but that's what happens when you sweep when you have a five game series. I know. Figure it out, baseball. Just you know, they can't move it up. You know, how many sponsors are tied into that shit. I, pff, tell the sponsors, hey, like give them a clause on their contract. Oh, now you're saying screw the sponsors, Mister Board Up. No, I'm not saying screw the sponsors. I'm saying put a clause in the contract at the beginning saying if this happens, because there's a bunch of clauses within, like make it like the NFL rule book 
where it's like there's a bunch of there's like a section and there's a bunch of subsections and then there's like this little pe- little detail that the ref knows that nobody else knows and it's like oh okay that's a part of the rule book yeah make that a part of the sponsorship clauses baseball fox has to run their programming too they got to give time to talk about nancy pelosi's husband getting something i was wrong about uh, i'll say this is uh joe davis Whew, he's really good like joe davis I knew, is good I, I knew he was good but like during the world series i thought that i was gonna miss joe buck because i love joe buck i don't know about a lot of people but um i think it just makes the game bigger like i love hearing him on monday night football to be honest but um i think he misses doing baseball i think so too like him and smoltz were starting to get they were starting to create like a rapport. Davis and Smoltz don't necessarily have that. It's more of like a, like an info driven uh, kind of broadcast so far to me, because Smoltz just gives really good information, but sometimes Buck would kind of have those little jabs back or kind of create a joke out of it. Joe Davis doesn't really do that, but no, you know, he doesn't that'll take time. But also there was an awkward moment in the broadcast last week where uh, the, uh, Bulls were playing the Boston Celtics and the same night that the Bears were playing the Patriots. And Joe Buck made a reference to that. And then he goes, later on tonight, the Red Sox will be playing the Cubs as a joke. And then it's like a dead silence. And then Buck goes to Aikman. You you can laugh at that if you want to. Yeah. And, and, and then Aikman's like, huh? And Buck's like, well, obviously they're not playing. Their baseball season's over for those teams. Oh, yeah, right. Like it wasn't like paying attention to him. It was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this was last week? This was last week with the Bears and Patriots. Ah, see, I had the uh, I had the Manning cast on all during that game. And I watched it watched Obama and uh, Burn uh Burns and uh Bill Burr. Bill Burr and, and awkward and, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, all of it very awkward. Every so every single like it. Yeah, every single interview. Uh the Obama one was kind of strange um because there was no football being talked about, like at all. He was sitting. It was, it was like, all about voting, right? Yes. It, well, it all had right. to do with that at the end, but you know, it was kind of just like Eli and Peyton actually interviewing the president during a football game. And it's sometimes it's just like, all right, I want you to break down the game. Like, I love Obama, but like, I don't yeah. want to. I don't. I don't need to. Like, I've heard this before from Obama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. Um, you know, it's just. It, ooh, hang on. Oh, never mind. Uh, sorry, I just saw something from Adam Schefter. I saw Kyle Shanahan's name pop up, but it turns out it's just a feature that he's doing on Shanahan McVay okay. and all those guys. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, then Bill Burr, awkward because Bill Burr kept on talking and he takes a while to get his jokes out and there's a pregnant <laughs> pause and Eli starts talking and then Bill Burr tries to finish his joke. It doesn't work. Uh, and then Vince Vaughn had issues with his uh, connection. connection and yeah. then it continued to be more awkward because... Uh, Peyton Manning just kept on wanting to talk about wedding crashers in the football scene. And it was just like really weird. Hot rep. Hot rep. Yeah. Oh my God. We watched, we actually watched that uh, Jesse and I at the end of our trip. Cause we went to three weddings. So we're like, what would be better than watching wedding crashers right now? Three weddings at a funeral. <laughs> exactly. We were really close to it. Um, but, uh, uh, God, that movie's good. I forgot how good Vince. Jeremy, we're going to play a little touch football. <laughs> Heard you having night terrors. The scene where it's like they got the uh, they got the the uh, God. What do they call it? The landscape shot, whatever. Where yeah. you don't you're not focused in on anybody. They're just showing the the lake, and then they're showing the boat, whatever the ocean and the boat. Yeah. And then you just hear in the background Christopher Walker go, "Where's Zach?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, he's not feeling too well. He's not coming. On, he, he's not going to come on the trip." Well, then we'll sail without him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. 
<laughs> so oh, walking. Ease, ease the sheet. Swing the jib starboard. It's so good. Ease oh. the sheet. And then Vince Vaughn just like, ta- I, I didn't realize this. And maybe I should have after like the 30th time of watching it. But Vince Vaughn's character just takes a beating the entire time. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I didn't realize it before. Maybe it's because I haven't watched it in a few years. Um, but man, he's just like taking punishment throughout the entire movie. It's so funny. Let's play tummy sticks. All right. <laughs> uh, well, real quick, Stephen, before we pick these games, have you Will watched that the make World- you love me? <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching the uh, the World Series at all? Yeah. Yeah. Caught the first game, was reporting on it from KCBS. Uh, and uh, yeah, actually, that's the. It's tough because it feels like every every baseball game that I've done like a live report on, it feels like there's something that's about to happen as soon as I'm going to do my report every single time. So like there was a there was a report where it's like I I reported on the score to start out, but as I'm like looking on ESPN, it turned out that there was another run scored and uh and then I had to like uh correct the mistake. There right. was one where I was going with the uh with the Niners and oh God, who was it on prime time Niners and uh, oh man, what's the prime team time. that I'm playing? Yeah, it was, it was a prime time game. It was oh the Rams, the Monday, the Monday night game. I think it was Monday night. Yeah. It, Rams, it might've been Monday Rams night. and Niners. Cause it was George Kittle and uh, George Kittle almost had a touchdown. Yes. And it was, uh, it was that game. Yep. And they called it back. So I go in there, the game's on the screen and then I look up, I see Kittle catch the touchdown, and from my vantage point, it looked like he did. They're literally tossing to me, to my report, as it's happening. And so I go at the top and I say, well, actually, you know what? I was going to say this, but the 49ers just scored a touchdown with George Kittle Mm. and uh, blah, blah, blah. But I And I played some sound, and then I look back, and I see the score is still the same. And I was like, oh, boy. So at the end, so I went in at the end, and I said, well, I was wrong. I have to correct myself. It turns out that the touchdown was negated. And uh, the score is still the same. <laughs> That's why you wait for the extra points, Stephen. I know, right? I, I, that was my fault. And maybe but I should you, have been a little more you, diligent. You want to be quick on the, the Scott Hansen draw and, and give the update. Yes, 100%. You've been That's watching him? How you been How you been liking it? You've been watching him? You know, the other day, uh, Adam Copeland put up a poll of uh, to see who people like better. Because uh, me and him argue all the time. He's, he's a Scott Hansen guy. I'm an Andrew Siciliano guy. But... His poll was, who do you ride with on Sundays, Scott Hansen or Andrew Siciliano? I think a lot of people ride with Scott Hansen because it's cheaper. Right. And no one has direct TV anymore because that thing's going out of business in a year. So, of course, most people are going to watch Scott Hansen. The thing is, Scott Hansen's a little cheesy for my liking sometimes, and he's a little over the top and wrong sometimes. <laughs> Where Andrew Siciliano is better. But both are very good at their jobs. Come on. Come on. Zay Jones. Oh. Who just scored? They're at the four oh, yards. Yeah, You're a little the, ahead of me. The Jaguars the are line. in the red zone at the five yard line. We'll give you an update if they score. Yeah. Let's pick some games, Stephen. Shall right. we? A little thing we call wins or wangs? Wins or wangs. Who will come out on top and who will spend the next day on the pod? It's time for wins or wangs. And I need the thing. I need, I need the music to get going. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we got some weird games today. This yeah. game actually could decide first place in the NFC South. 
surprisingly and sadly, you got the Carolina Panthers going to the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons are four-point favorites, and the over-under is at 41. Steven, how do you see this dandy going? Uh, I see this one going over, Derek. I think it's going to go over 41 mm. points. Um, and, mm, mm, you know, I think P.J. Walker's getting the start. P.J. Walker is indeed. I'm going to keep the magic going. You know what? Give me the uh, – I'll take the – I think the Falcons are going to win, but I'll take the okay. Panthers to cover that four, that four points. Yeah. Got it. I'm going to take the Falcons to win as well, but I'm going to take the points. And I'm going to take the under just because the Panthers' offense is not very good. So I don't see that 41 happening today. Uh, Jaguars still looking to score. All right. Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua is back, and he's going to Detroit today. As the Lions, or sorry, the Dolphins are three and a half point favorites, and the over-unders at 51 and a half. Steven? Um well, since DeAndre Swift back, is I'm going to take the over. I don't care what the Lions have looked like these past two weeks. They have yet to score a touchdown, but I think DeAndre Swift changes everything. So give me the over in this game, no doubt. Um, man, three and a half is a tough number. Uh, I'm going to lay the points with the Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins to win, lay the points with them. I don't know if the Lions are going to come back, but uh, I think it's going to be an over game for sure. I agree with you with the whole setup. I'm taking the Dolphins to win. I like them to lay the points, and I'm taking that over. And by the way, it looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars just took the lead in a Travis Etienne touchdown run. Damn. Yeah. I got Zay Jones in my league. <sighs> Damn. Zay no more then. All right. Arizona at – you like that? I thought it was, that was a good one. Yeah, it was okay. Arizona at Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is at 48-and-a-half. See, this is a tough one. Yeah, this um, is a tough I, one. I, I'm going to take the over. Like, okay. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, but, man, the Cardinals look different with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, damn. This was actually – because I'm, I'm looking through my little pick'em pool that I did. Yeah. And uh, this was even, I remember like kind of pausing on this one and really looking it up. Like, what's the, I'm, I'm going to hang on real quick. You, you pick first. I'm going to look at okay. the injury report. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings to win. I think that them coming off the bye will help them. And I think they're just a better football team all the way around. And the Arizona Cardinals, even though they look good against the New Orleans Saints last week, I don't think the Saints are very good. And that's hard for me to say because they made so many moves in the offseason. I thought they'd be better. But I don't think they're going to be a very good football team. And regardless, the Arizona Cardinals, they're just a mess right now. Like, I don't yeah. understand why they gave Kyler Murray that contract extension or Cliff Kingsbury. Both, in my opinion, could be subject to change. But not now because they got contracts. So I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings to win. I'm going to lay the points. I'm taking that over. I'll take the Cardinals to cover, but I'll take the Vikings to win. Got it. I think it'll okay. be a close game. Then we got the Las Vegas Raiders going to the New Orleans Saints today, and right now the Vegas Raiders are one-point favorites, and the over/under is at forty-nine. Yeah, so it's essentially it's essentially a pick'em. Uh, yeah, yep. just play the, play the points with the Raiders and take the over. The Raiders' defense just um, I, don't, I don't know, like you know how it's preached about the illusion of complexity, right? Yeah, you believe me. To <laughs> to Sean Reed wrote a piece for the Athletic. And uh, he did a he did an awesome breakdown on this, um, like the amount of different coverages that they're using, <laughs> and like the fact that they're really splitting them up. Like it's a lot. I think the illusion of complexity. It's just complexity. Like that's really what it's it is. Complexity no to the players themselves. Yeah, it's no illusion. 
Like, this is, it's just complexity. <laughs> That's yeah. what the defense is. Maybe it's a little too much sometimes. Um, but you know what? Like, they've been a bend but don't break defense in that they are bending through, like, three quarters of the game. But there will be one quarter where they just absolute, they don't let the offense do anything. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe today is that day where it's like they just have this big defensive game. I mean, last last week it wasn't terrible until the uh, – it, it was pretty bad until the fourth quarter, I guess, because Davis Mills was looking like a just an all-pro quarterback at times. Uh, but, yeah, in the end, I think the Raiders lay the points with them. Give me the over. I'm with you, Steven. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, the Saints defense is not very good right now for whatever reason and or because they gave up Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles. But um, Raiders score – I think even without Darren Waller, I think they score a lot of points today. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, though, just because the Raiders' illusion of complexity has a hard time stopping people as well. So I'm going to take the Raiders to do the same thing, win, play the points, and the over. I love that. It's just complexity now. It's not even illusion. Just like, complexity. There's, there's no illusion. No, no illusion at all. Then you got the Chicago Bears surprising the New, the New England Patriots last weekend, or last Monday, I should say, as they go to Dallas, and the Dallas Cowboys are 10 point favorites despite the Bears getting a win last week and the over under is at 42 and a half uh yeah I think the Bears are going to cover I think the uh Cowboys are going to win but I'll take the Bears to cover and I'll take the under on that game I just for the purposes of them having a short week I'm going to take the Cowboys to win and I'm going to lay the points with the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys offense is good not great Bears offense, even though they scored 33 points last week, don't really have a lot of faith in them. What did you say the number was at? 42 and a half. Uh, uh, the spread. Oh, it's gone 10. to 10. So, yeah, there was money coming in on the uh, on the Cowboys then, clearly. Yeah, so I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Then we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, and going to Philadelphia. A little uh, Keystone uh, rivalry here. Uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles will get their, they're coming off the bye, and we'll see uh, Robert Quinn make his debut as an Eagle as the Eagles are 11 point favorites. Jeez. And the over under is 43. That's so much. That's, that's a lot. That's such a big point differential. Like, obviously, the Eagles are going to win. Um, I don't think the Steelers are winning this game. I don't think there's a chance in hell that the Steelers win this game. Eh, anything's possible. This is crazy ass season. It's true. Man, that's. You know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take the Steelers to cover that number. I'll take them. And, just out. I don't know why I'm doing that. Um, and and 43? Uh, 43. Yeah, just give me the over. Whatever. Mm. I'm going to agree with you on the first two. I'm going to take the Eagles to win. I think the Steelers will cover, but I'm going under. Uh, I don't think either of these teams scored that many points today. And then you got a surprising affair between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. And the Jets for the first time, I think, in a long time, have a better record than the New England Patriots in a matchup between the two teams. However, the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites, so the over-under is at 40. It's Mac Jones getting the start today over Bailey Zappi. God, that was a fun little... That was a fun little... I it? thought he was going to be the next Tom Brady for a little while. What was it, Thursday night? Uh, Monday night. And Monday had, night. And, and then he had three solid games. <laughs> Brighter that. Oh, uh, boy. Um... Well, first off, give me the under in this game. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Um, man. Uh, I don't, like, I'm really, I'll, I'll, I'll give my picks first. I'm going to take the Patriots to win. I can't see Belichick 
not finding a uh, lighting a fire under these guys' asses after last week's performance. I'm going to take the points because it's two and a half, too. So give me the Patriots laying the points, taking the under. I mean the oh that's well the Patriots uh, the Patriots are favorites right okay yes. Uh, mm, yes despite yes they are three and four and the five and two Jets are underdogs yeah you know what uh, yeah give me the uh, yeah give me the Patriots and lay the points with the Patriots yeah. there you go then we got the Tennessee Titans who were leading the AFC South going to Houston however Ryan Tannehill will not play today. And in his first career start, we get the third-round pick that was the talk of the scouting combine, Malik Willis, starting for the Tennessee Titans against Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. Right now, this game is a straight-up pick and the over-under is at 39. Steven, who are you taking in this game? Oh, give me the over, and uh, I'll take the Titans to win this game. Even with Malik Willis? Even with Malik Willis. All right, you're taking the Titans. I am taking the Texans to win this game. Uh, I just think it's going to be too much for Malik Willis in his first start, but I'm going to go under. Hang on, what's going to be too much? The Texans' defense? Dude, despite the record, Texans' defense is actually all right. Really? Yes. Now, not against the run with Josh Jacobs, so... But you figure they have to key on Derrick Henry today because Malik Willis is playing. So you take Derrick Henry out of the equation and make Malik Willis beat you. Yeah, but that's a that's a lot easier said than done. Just saying, yeah, it can be done. It, it can, can be, be done. done, no doubt. But it's a very that's it's a lot easier said than done, though. So yeah, we're gonna take out King Henry and then we're just gonna make Malik Willis beat beat us. It's like it's like when teams say that they're gonna, you know. They're going to let Steph Curry get his shots, but it's actually that's the complete opposite of what we're saying. Never mind that. Forget that analogy. It can be done. But it can be done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then we got an interesting battle between backup quarterbacks, or now I guess starting quarterbacks. The Washington Commies going to the Indianapolis Colts. It's a Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger extravaganza. And the Colts are three-point favorites, and the over-under is at 39.5. Oh, give me Washington to win. Ooh. And then I'll uh, I'll put the over on that because ooh uh, Heineke look man I know he gets a lot of grief Heineke's a dog dude makes plays and he, also oh, sorry go very, ahead I get very frustrated whenever someone calls him Tyler it's not Tyler it's Taylor damn it it's close enough and I am guilty of that sometimes give the um, headbanded assassin his due it's Taylor but I think headband assassin headbanded assassin he's got the headband and he's an assassin Taylor Heineke all right. Uh, he may take that job away from Carson Wentz, even though he doesn't do anything spectacular. He just he plays better than he he plays solid. He plays a he play since he lost that playoff game, but ran for that touchdown. He's played solid for Washington. But whoever has Terry McLaurin on their fantasy team, it's good for them because Jahan Dotson is out, and Scary Terry and uh, Scary Taylor uh, really get it done. Uh, by the way, the Broncos are close to taking the lead here. They're down to the three-yard line with a minute and 30 seconds left, and they could either, if they were held to a field goal, that'd be very sad because they, they should they should take the lead here with a touchdown with a minute and 47 seconds left. You think okay, if they that, don't, okay, let's just hypothetical real quick. You think if they don't score a touchdown that, uh, that uh, Hackett's gone? Well, the question is: Do they t- do they do they kick a field goal or do they go for the win? Oh boy, 
This could be we'll, a heck of a job on the line. We'll uh, keep you posted if that is the case here. But um, I like I'm I'm right with my guy Sam Ellinger today. Um, from Texas. Yeah, I know you can make that face, and I question him as a quarterback. He's a great athlete. We'll see how he does throwing the football today. But you got to think they made this move with the idea that he can play in this offense. So I'm gonna give him a shot today. And uh, oh, Latavius Murray just scored a touchdown. The old Latte train. So the Broncos are up 20 with the extra point pending, 20 to 17 over the Jaguars with a minute and 30 left. We'll keep you posted. I think, I think that's plenty of time. Oh man, you got Doug Peterson in the fourth quarter with a minute 30 left. I, I think. Ooh man, didn't it? I mean, it came down to it in the last game where the Giants had to make that play in the end zone. Yeah, it's true. Wow, it's true. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts today. Um, you get a quarterback with some fresh legs and with that offense, which hasn't been great at times. I think he can do some stuff today. I'm going to lay the points and I'm going to take that under because 39 and a half with two guys that don't play very often is a little too much for me. Exactly. Then I'm we going got the surprise. That's what I'm doing. That's fair. Then we got the surprise game of the day with the only matchup with two teams that are above 500. And we, you guessed it, since the start of the season, we both we thought both these teams would be. You know where they are right now. The New York Giants at six and one against the Seattle Seahawks at four and three. And for people that thought that DK Metcalf was going to miss this game, he is not. He is good to go. Uh, so the Seattle Seahawks are favored by three, and the over/under is at forty-four and a half. Uh, man, Geno's been playing well. Um, fact that they're getting DK Metcalf, their defense actually—I mean, uh, they don't really have a lot of like star power on that defense but they 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 really fly to whoever has the ball in their hands they 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 really get to them Tariq woolen your uh early defensive rookie of the year hmm. um what was your over under again i'm looking at one right now what was yours 44 and a half yeah 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 i got that too uh man that's tough uh, um you know what give me the give me the under and i think it's going to be a really close game in this one actually you know what give me the over give me the over in it give me the over and then uh i am going to i'm gonna take the j i'm you know what i think the giants are gonna go seven and one give me the giants i think they win in seattle there you go i have been sleeping on the giants the whole season who has well it's just weird because they they play the right way they're not doing anything amazing they play good defense they run the football but they're not a high-flying offense, and I got to start taking them for what they are. So I like the Seahawks, but I think the, the Giants' defense could take away what they do well today, which is going deep to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and they can stop the run with Kenneth Walker. So I'm going to take the Giants to win, and I'm going to take the over in that contest. Game over. Broncos win. They had an interception. Who picked it off there? That's uh, 21. Who is that? I don't know. A Ronald uh, Darby? Oh, is it? I think so. Wow. All right. Regardless, Broncos win, and I got that right. So I'm off to a good start, Stephen. Yeah, good point. Man. So man. now if the Jags Broncos really, win. Jags have gone downhill. Yeah, they have. Since ah. their 2-1 uh, and one start. Ew. Yeah, that game um, against the Chargers when we were at the Athletic Club, like, damn, I thought that were really going to be good this year, but oh well. Yeah, we'll see. Um, or we are seeing. They lost five in a row. Not um, a good throw. Damn, not a good throw by, by Lawrence there. Not, not a good throw. Uh, but that means we'll see about Bradley Chubb being traded tomorrow, any of the Broncos, because that was contingent on them winning or losing this game. So we'll see if that changes things for the old trade deadline. Um, then we got 
the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams for the second time this season already, which is kind of quick to me. But despite the fact that both these teams are at 500 or below 500, I still think this is going to be a good contest. No Debo Samuel, no Kyle Juszczyk. Rams get back today. Vance Jefferson, Brian Allen, their center. And they also get back um, Troy Hill, their cornerback. So, Steven, this is a straight-up pick as well, surprisingly, and the over-under is at 42. Yeah, give me the under. It's going to be an all-defensive game, and give me the 49ers to win. They beat the Rams in seven straight in the regular season. I think they're going to make it eight straight. I think they just, like, you know, it comes down to the familiarity between these two teams, and the fact the, the fact remains is, you know, the 49ers have the Rams' number. So give me the Niners and give me the under. They do. Uh, no disputing that the Niners have won seven consecutive against the Rams, not including the NFC Championship game, which they lost. But something about Debo Samuel not playing today, and Kyle Juszczyk, and Christian McCaffrey again being a full go, and the Rams just saw him two weeks ago, and them getting upgrades to their offense and defense. How did I not even, I didn't even take the injury reports into account either. Like no Eric Armstead again, no Dre Greenlaw who is missing toward the end of that game. Yeah. But, and, but I know a lot of people still gonna take the Niners over the Rams just because of the dominance that the uh, Niners have had over the Rams. Against my better judgment, I'm going to take the Rams to win today. And I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be, I I think they start, throwing stuff down the field and the Rams start scoring some points. They had a whole bye week to prepare for this. I like the Rams today. Kwan Williams was number 21, by the way, with the pick. Oh, the, never mind that. Kwan Williams. So there you Old, go. Old uh, former Niner. Mm-hmm. And then the Monday night game. Oh, sorry, the Sunday night game. Uh, this game you would thought would be a premier game as well. It still is, despite one team being below 500. Aaron Rodgers said a week ago that this is just where we want to be. Uh, with our backs up against the wall on prime time for everyone to see how terrible we are. Of course, he's being, uh, you know, facetious and saying that, oh, we have no chance, so maybe we'll play harder and, you know, beat this team. A good Packers team probably would lose to this Bills team. However, the over-under is 47, and the Bills are favored by 10.5. Uh, yeah, give me the Bills, lay the points with the Bills, and I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm going to... Mm, Play the points. I'm going to take the over. I am going to take the Bills to win. But just because it's the Packers and I can't see them getting blown out in a primetime game, I mean, I'm going to take them to cover. Have they been on primetime yet this season? Week two against the Bears. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then the last game, and it could be the last game for Kareem Hunt as a Brown. Uh, Cincinnati goes to Cleveland. And they're favored by three points. No Jamar Chase. He's, he'll be sidelined for a little bit of time with a hip injury. But they still have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And the over-under is 45. Uh, I'm going to take the under in this one. I think the Bengals without Jamar Chase is going to be problematic. I know you know we've seen Boyd uh, have some big games for him. And I know that Joe Burrow is just kind of lighting things up but i think this is a week where they regress so yeah give me the under and uh you know what like yeah i think the browns are gonna win this one all right i'll take the browns at home i'm gonna take the Bengals to still win it i'm gonna lay the points and i'm gonna go over it's Mm. gonna be still a high scoring game all right so 
I think we're facing a fourth and one here with the Jaguars losing all their timeouts. And I think Nathaniel Hackett's going to choose to go for this fourth and one to ice the game or to potentially have to kick it back or not kick it back. If he doesn't get this first down, he's going to have to uh, give the ball over on down to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me do a little play-by-play for you here, Stephen, to see what happens here with old Nathaniel Hackett. So 36. (laughs) We're not on the radio. We could do this. Uh, This isn't a whatever illegal thing would be on the radio. All right. From the 25-yard line, 36 seconds left, fourth and one. Broncos in eye formation. And Russell Wilson keeps it. It looks like the Broncos push Russell Wilson to get the first down. But let's see what the refs rule here. A lot of... A lot yeah, of, it's first down. First down ruled? All right. Game over. Broncos win. <sighs> yeah. All right, Steven. Uh, good to have you back, sir. So what do you think about Clay's ejection? Uh, you want to kill the music? Yeah. Okay. Um, here's what I'll say about Clay's ejection. I think that Clay <laughs> is dealing with a lot in his mind right now. I think so too. And I've never seen him act like that. And for him to feel disrespected by Devin Booker and have to say over and over again, I got four rings, I got four rings. Something mentally is messing with Clay, whether it's he's upset, and even him responding to Charles Barkley's comments. Clay Thompson back in the day didn't give a shit about what anybody said. And I don't know why he cares so much now. Maybe because he thinks, you know, him on the boat stuff was him kind of coping with not playing basketball. I'm. Sh- and he even said in the press conference, um, well, no, duh, I'm not going to be the best. I'm not going to be as good as I used to be. I just tore my ACL and my Achilles in back-to-back seasons. So I think it's kind of messing with his head a little bit to question if he's going to be the same player he used to be. And it's kind of sad, but I, I think he'll be fine. It's rare you see Clay Thompson kind of challenge the media. Like he called out Charles Barkley, and then he called out before that Connor Letourneau for questioning if he was going to retire early or not. It actually was an interview that Connor did with uh, my dad on KBR. So um, I'm surprised that Clay Thompson, with how carefree he usually is, is giving a shit about what other people think about him. It's weird, isn't it? It's a little weird. Did you see the Draymond? Uh, I was going to ask you about this. So you missed opening night. Before the opening night ceremony, there was uh, a very weird Draymond Green self-produced uh, little documentary. Did you see oh, that I at all? I saw it. Yeah, that should not have been released, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Jesse made the the joke of the day when when we saw that. Uh, she goes, "Wow, well, TNT knows drama." <laughs> like, yep, that was perfect. It was so overproduced, and with the music, it was straight out of Men in the Arena with the stupid B roll and all that stuff. A close up with like the ring light that you could actually see yeah. the ring light in their eyes because they're that close. And for Draymond to be like, if, if that's the worst thing that people remember me for, then whatever, I'll keep living my life. Like, all right, dude. But everything's fine now. I feel like every time Jordan Poole falls to the ground, Draymond Green's the first guy to go over to pick him up because he wants everybody to know that they're fine. So dude, I don't think it's going to be an issue the rest of the season. I think, I mean, and I'll say this too. I think Draymond's been playing lights out. Like, I think no, he's, he's, been, he's been fantastic this season. I will see what happens when the season's over. If uh, if things are 
at peace enough with him and the organization to go forward with a new contract. There could be a situation where, you know, maybe he is playing for a new one or maybe teams like are saying, you know what, we don't want to give you the max either Draymond. And he might be forced to pick up that player option that he has with the, uh, with the team, you know, like he might be obligated to do that. You never know what can happen, but uh, he, he's kind of playing on like a contract year. So you're going to get the best dream on. I think the best version of dream on uh, this season. I mean, defensively, like last night I was seeing him. Uh, I, I saw him make a couple of offensive rebounds where it's like, Oh my God, this dude cares right now. Like, no, he does. Yeah, he, he definitely does. And, but uh, something tells me his buddy, LeBron James will bail him out come next off season. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get out of here, real quick, uh, I want to say this. Uh, I know we're on Twitter and everything. Um, in the last few days, Twitter has been kind of a vile place. Um, it's bad enough that we got Kanye West and Kyrie Irving spewing some bullshit out there. So uh, I'm not really digging Twitter right now. I want it to be a place where we can see news uh, when it comes to sports and people tell jokes. I don't care for racist or anti-Semitic bullshit being spewed so um i hope this place could be used for stuff like this where we can do just a fun sports podcast and not for the vile stuff that i've seen the last few days yeah well elon musk took over and now he's given free speech to twitter do you see that do you see the numbers like i guess oh yeah no it's 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 deplorable yeah i guess like like racist terms that have been used derogatory terms that have been used i guess like the numbers i don't know how accurate these are but i guess the numbers are up like 500 percent uh than they originally were just because you're not getting twitter like you know uh uh monitoring these people and blocking them and you know not letting their tweets surface so it's uh it's not a good place to be especially with musk like what does musk know about people he doesn't know anything about people he stayed away from people his entire life like I read a book about him. He was a very isolated individual. What does he know about people? I uh, I read a book about him. How pompous was that? God, <laughs> pretentious. I read about it in a book. I read about it in a book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's use this uh, this platform for good people. That's all I got to say about that. God, it's awful. All right, Stevens. Good to have you back, my friend. Um, and uh, say what we say what we always say. Oh man, it's just our opinion, man. That was too too generic. I don't like that. Oh no, I oops. 